0: Hey y'all, it's your girl Smanji and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast where we are becoming the best version of ourselves through self accountability and vulnerability. Go ahead and drink your water. Now let's grow together. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out the previous podcast episode. I went ahead and shared the benefits of gratitude or the ones that I learned via this YouTube video that I found. Um, I also shared some things that I am grateful for that happened in 2020. Some of those things being blessings in disguise and all that fun stuff. If you enjoyed that episode or any other episode of Avocado and Honey, please be sure to share it with a friend. So for today, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the tarot energy for the next two weeks. I know I was out last week, but it's only right to continue on with the scheduled programming. So I'm going to give you all the tarot energy um, as well as share my thoughts on the Selena series that's on Netflix and how watching that just made me reflect on like my journey to embracing, understanding um, my culture and knowing exactly what my culture is, black American culture. So I definitely want to share that because, you know. that's what we do over here so first let's go ahead and get into the tarot energy for the next two weeks so I pulled the two cards before I started recording um, and the first card that I pulled was the five of wands I have never pulled this card before so this is my first time seeing it but it doesn't look fun it looks like um, a whole bunch of people are fighting on this card so um that's what that looked like <laughs> and then the second card that i pulled oh and the five of wands was upright the second card that i pulled is the Wheel of fortune and i'm not really sure like how to describe this card it's like a will a will and then it has like it's just a whole bunch of like random shit on here it's like a snake and the clouds or, like an angel and like a bird so i'm not really sure how to break down this card so we're just gonna go ahead and get into the description so first i'm gonna start with the five of wands in the tarot the fives typically represent conflict and change and the five of wands is no exception this card indicates that you are in the midst of a battle tension and competition with others and it is impacting your ability to move forward with your goals Rather than being able to work towards a common goal, you are running up against constant opposition. With the Five of Wands, everyone is fighting to be heard, but guess what, no one is listening. When everybody has a different opinion, but no one is stopping to hear each other out, conflict and misunderstandings will run rampant. If you find yourself in a situation, see it as an opportunity to rise above the chaos and disorder. Take a moment to listen to what others have to say, even if you agree to disagree. The key is to tune in to one another and allow each person to make their case. And perhaps in the process, their opinions may become softer and quieter. They may also give you the respect you're seeking and listen to your viewpoint. Sometimes this type of conflict and discussion can be productive, such as with group brainstorming and problem solving. You need a constructive environment where you can test your ideas and have them challenged and improved by others. You may benefit from establishing a working group, committee, or mastermind group with other individuals who bring varying perspectives and experiences. Be open to this debate as a positive contribution to improving the quality of your details and actions. The Five of Wands also encourages diversity and differences of opinion. You may deal with people from different cultures and backgrounds and struggle to accept their way of living. Know that each person has something unique to bring to the table and you will benefit by learning more about them and what they have to offer. The Five of Wands encourages an enthusiastic approach to change Transition or even transformation is coming whether you like it or not. Your challenge will be in ensuring that everyone is on the same page and dealing with the shift constructively and positively. Currently, your group's energy is scattered by misdirected enthusiasm. Everybody has ideas, but no one is there to bring them into a logical path forward. Your role may be in identifying a clear strategy and purpose that can be implemented by all involved yeah that definitely does not resonate with me because i don't know where you're really talking to nobody like that (laughs) but if something does come up i will definitely keep this in the back of my mind um but yeah you know take what resonates leave what don't um i'm gonna go ahead and read the wheel of fortune upright definition The Wheel of Fortune reminds you that the wheel is always turning and life is in a state of constant change. If you're going through a difficult time, rest assured that it will get better from here good luck and good fortune will make their return in time. Similarly, if things are going well, know this too will change and life may turn to normal soon. This cycle shows why it is important to cherish the blissful moments in your life and make the most of them while they are within reach because in a flash they could be gone. The Wheel of Fortune is also known as the Wheel of Karma and reminds you that what goes around comes around. Be a kind and loving person to others and they'll be kind and loving to you. Be nasty and mean and you will get nasty and mean turning back your way. So if you want happiness and abundance, make sure you're sending out the positive juju and kind. What you send out to the universe will come back your way. The Wheel of Fortune card asks you to be optimistic and have faith that the universe will take care of your situation in the best way possible. Meditation and visualization can reinforce your intention to bring increased abundance, good fortune, and prosperity to you. Your life is about to turn in a more positive direction if you are willing to grow and expand. Keep your mind open to all kinds of synchronicities and signs from the universe. The magic of fate and destiny is behind you and miracles are happening. Be open to the help of others too, as guidance from both the physical and spiritual realms is supporting you along your journey. They want you to do well, so relish their support right now. Call on them anytime you need it. You may also feel compelled to work with the archangels and ascended masters to support and guide you. If you... Are someone who likes to have control and stability, then the wheel of fortune may come as a shock to the system. This tarot card suggests that factors outside your control are influencing your situation. It is as though the universe is dishing up whatever it pleases. It's unpredictable and unnerving. This is one of those challenging aspects of the Wheel of Fortune, since no matter which way the wheel turns, it is impossible to try to change it. You need to accept what is happening and adapt. Go with the flow. Finally, the Wheel of Fortune can show a critical turning point in your life opportunities you can never imagine are suddenly available to you and you have the chance to make a significant change in your life while it may be unexpected and familiar see this as an invitation to th- turn things around and take an entirely new direction in your life the more you tune into your intuition and allow the universe to guide you the better the outcomes will be so and <laughs> this definitely resonates with you girl i need all of that but i'm thinking like maybe i will you know start like some type of group and start maybe collabing and working with people and then getting that constructive criticism and all that shit that the five of wands was talking about and then now develop into the Wheel of fortune but you know we are experiencing different but sometimes similar things so take what resonates with you and leave what don't and again that was the five of wands and the Wheel of fortune tarot cards that Wheel of Fortune was a nice ending, though. Like, I'm really feeling that card, and that's a nice way to end this energy, I feel. So if you do, you know, experience some rough shit, some arguing or disagreements or whatever, just know that that Wheel of Fortune is coming soon after, you know, soon come. So, yeah. Okay, so now I want to talk about Selena, um, the series that's on Netflix. And, um, yeah, I like the series y'all don't throw nothing at me um so when i watch shows movies or anything i tend to go to twitter afterwards to see what the people are saying and um the people are not fucking with selena which i understand because you know as a black woman uh, we always talk about the importance of representation and all that stuff and you know as a mega or with mexican americans um selena was super important in terms of a representation especially with her body yaddy yaddy alone like you know sis was very voluptuous and it was rare to get that kind of body on tv in the 90s so the fact that this mexican-american was on tv doing the damn thing um a lot of mexican-americans seen themselves in her that's how it works so with the series like the actress that they got to play selena um she definitely didn't look the part at all she was a lot lighter and a lot smaller um i did not like the actress all that well um i feel like she could have done just a little bit better i feel like sis could have been a little bit more expressive because every time i see a selena video um or anything and i went through my little phase where i was obsessed because like I'm, i'm from the west coast so you know if you from texas back on west like southern california like arizona new mexico and Texas like it's a heavy Mexican population so naturally your cultures are going to intertwine so with that being said like I, I know a little bit uh, more than the average person when it comes to like Mexican culture so I went through like a phase of just like legit watching like MTV Trace like I'm not joking you so um, Selena definitely was a part of it because she's iconic she's a legend so I do understand the frustrations of all the people Um, on Twitter and what they were saying in regards to the actress and stuff but I am gonna say that I did like it you know I did like the series Um, again I didn't I wasn't all the way fond of sis acting the actress in Selena the series on Netflix but um, overall I thought it was just super informing because I don't I haven't seen the film a Selena film as an adult but I watched it plenty of times as a child and I Don't remember learning all the stuff that happened prior to her becoming Selena, like the journey from her being a child to actually becoming Selena. Like, it was like super brief and wasn't like extreme detail in the movie from what I could remember. And um, that's one thing I appreciated about um, the series. Like, you know, like I seen how she was trying to get signed and the hair changes and stuff. Like, I didn't even know like you know all she had went through that phase and everything so i thought that was really dope to see and another thing that i appreciate about the series was how it showed like selena's journey to embracing her mexican culture as well as her american culture and i feel like you know i could relate and most people who aren't you know who come from a different country but our family comes from a different country and end up being born here Um, you know you have to deal with two different cultures so it's always that pressure of like you know still wanting to hold on to where you come from but also embracing where you are and who you are and your experiences that made you who you are so I thought that was really dope to see like in greater detail like Selena's process to becoming Selena to embracing to learning Spanish and embracing again her Mexican culture and also embracing the American side like I thought that was really really dope. Another thing, it's like a little small thing that I noticed in the show was that like her dad um was always telling her to be who she is like be who you are like he said that so many times and i thought that was so beautiful um especially because you know she was a teenager she was so young so it was just like it was that phase of really just like experimenting like she changed her hair every day they was like you know mentioning that and yeah so it's just like you know with all these things that they were sharing in the series like i really wish the actress was just like a little bit more expressive she was just kind of just like there some of the times um But um, I feel like the takeaway from that whole be who you are, like, if you truly be yourself, like, stay true to who you are, as well as, like, continue to embrace and do what you love, then naturally you're going to have an impact on people. And I feel like that was evident in Selena. Like, you know, granted, it may not be as impactful as Selena, because Selena is, like, immortal. Like, she's iconic, legendary. Like, she's not going anywhere anytime soon. But you will be able to still impact people and have some type that significant like the way Selena make other people feel you will be able to do that for other people whether that just be your family one other person like that shit all counts like you know what I'm saying so the takeaway for me was to really embrace who I am stay true to who I am and to do what I love and fully develop and if I love it then put the work in to be the best that was my takeaway from it and that's why I loved it (laughs) but again I do understand the frustration of everybody else especially with the aesthetic because it's like come on come on but again watching this series just made me um think about just again my journey um to figuring out my culture because Y'all know, like, I'm from the West, I'm from the hood, and I'm black American, um, African American, if you will, you know, African, whatever you want to call me. But I was born in America, my family was born here, so I'm American, technically. But we all know, you know, in America, we have race and black and white and all this. So, like, with me being a black American, it it took me a, 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 a while to really figure out what my culture is and like for me to embrace it as well like i remember i think i was in middle school and my brother he probably was in high school because my brother's like three years older than me And I remember us like really just trying to sit and figure out what our culture is. And I feel like we had that pressure to figure it out because we were, you know, again, like in Southern California, it's a heavy Mexican population. And when we see them, we see that they have their culture, they have their language, they have everything. And then, you know, with us, like we didn't feel like truly connected like they were. So like, you know, we were trying to figure out if we had culture and we came to the conclusion, the conclusion that we did it so um but then after that i didn't really think about culture much like you know i don't think about it often i kind of just left it there and then going to college and stuff it kind of just resurfaced because again i went to college in orange county um very low black population so i'm over here learning everybody else's culture like i'm learning asian indian like literally learning everyone else cultures but mine because i didn't really i didn't know you know so it took me like really getting on the internet and then also moving to New York. Like New York was a lot for me and I know that wasn't that long ago but Hey, it is what it is. But, but yeah, like, you know, once I started getting on like Instagram more and more and that, you know, as it got more popular, like, you know, the memes and stuff like that, like black people would be on there and be like, did we all have the same childhood? And it's like, I mean, not possibly it's just, it's our culture is what it is. Like, you know, so like the, the definition of culture is the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group so with that being said you know it's definitely possible to be a part of like multiple cultures but like my original culture it would be black american hood black american because if you ask me i feel like there's two different types of black american like you know the reason why i embrace the word black even though that's arguable you know if you ask him more he's more he's not black and you know there's certain people who like to be called african there's certain black people who like to be called african-american and there's black people who just like to be called black i'm one of those people who like to be called black (laughs) even though i realize i'm not actually black you know i do understand that we all are you know technically brown (laughs) but i like the term black because you know with us in our history like the word black is like we're able to like connect with all black people around the world so if i go to the uk I will be able to easily identify with black people. Like, you know, or, you know, but there they may not necessarily be, like, they could be from the UK, but they also can be Caribbean, they could be from Africa or whatever. Like, no matter where I go around the world, if I see someone who look like me, we'll be able to identify each other or come together by just using the word black, you know, because we're all different like we all have different types of cultures because of our history you know we've been dropped off at different places and all that shit so that means we all develop different cultures and stuff but we're all still one in a sense you know so that's why I like the term black specifically, but so like, you know, I went to college and then college is what kind of discouraged me from, you know, embracing my culture because I told y'all it wasn't that many black people out there. So I moved to Orange County, I went to school in Fullerton and I just was with everybody else. So I was just kind of like, you know, so once I moved to New York, um, that's when I was just like, hold up, because one, it was a culture shock for myself because like I was meeting so many different types of black people you know I always knew there were different types of black people but like meeting and seeing it and seeing everyone just be in one city like that was beautiful as fuck for me and then like you know I started hanging out with the Jamaicans and the Caribbean folks and then learning more and more about um, Jamaican culture specifically it it was just like hold up like, you know, this is very similar to, like, what I'm used to. Like, it, in terms of, like, how we speak. Like, patois is very fucking similar to Ebonics or African-American vernacular, whatever you want to call it. Like, when I talk about these language, what I imagine is just... Us using this English language that we're told to use and then kind of just creating our own like you know that's what cultures do each culture have their own language so with black Americans it's Ebonics or African American or African American African American vernacular you know whatever you want to label it but that's just what the fuck it is that's our language so it took me going to New York and arguing and learning about so many different people and when I say arguing I mean like really like representing for who I am and where I'm from because unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, you know, I'm I'm, not, I'm trying not to go on a, cha- a tangent for too long y'all cuz I could really talk my shit on this because I've been really just researching and thinking heavily on it, but the bottom line is the whole world is anti-black. That's just period. So it makes sense for other black people who aren't American um to come and judge us like other people and that was the case in new york of course it's never all people but there was a nice amount of people black people from other countries and islands and stuff who judge black americans um like they weren't black <laughs> you know so i remember like you at the end of every debate with like a caribbean african person i'm like but at the end of the day we both black like you know so when you talk You know, don't be like, you guys, you guys, you black Americans, you Americans, like don't point the finger. You say we because we are part of this, like we together, we all one. So you here with me in America. So we black together. So instead of just like looking down on us and pointing our fingers, like, how about you embrace us and let's talk about figuring out a solution. So me defending black American culture black hood culture specifically because when people talk about down on black Americans they tend to only be talking about people from the hood so I was out there like defending it so that's what made me realize like this is who the fuck I am this is my culture and that's okay like whether people see the way I speak as an official language whether they see it as intelligent I don't give a fuck how people see it it's my language it's not for you to understand just like you know when immigrants come here and you know when they say why don't you speak English like they don't they don't give a fuck. Like, they're going to stay true to who they are. They'll learn English when they feel like learning English. So I'm going to keep that same fucking energy because just because we in America, don't mean shit. Like, we literally developed our own culture in the middle of our country because we weren't accepted. So we had to, you know, create it within ourselves. And it's just like, you literally could go to any hood. Like, I've been in all these hoods. Like, I'm from Common. I went to New York, and now I'm in Atlanta. And it's just like every hood I go to like I blend in so well I can talk that talk because these are people in my culture like you know and it's so fucking beautiful I thought this episode was gonna be a lot longer but I'm just like really in my bag right now and I feel like I'm saying everything like that I need to say so I'm definitely gonna wrap it up soon but again like Shout out to the series Selena. Again, I know it wasn't that popular, but I do appreciate it because it helped me get back to reflecting and it just reminded me to continue to embrace who I am. The reason why I talk like this and make it, don't coach which I mean I definitely like you know stop cursing when I'm around elders and stuff like you know I do have respect but for the most part like I'm gonna stay true to who I am no matter where I am like you know so that's what I'm gonna continue to do I'm gonna continue to develop myself develop the things that I love learn as much as I possibly can because I honestly would like to have that type of impact not it don't have to be as grand as Selena but I would love to be able to, like, you know, inspire a few, if only one. If I have a child, if that's that's enough for me. But um, I do want to be able to inspire um, black women to really get here spiritually and stuff because... It's, it's beautiful like this journey once you realize who the fuck you are and just like really truly unapologetic like that shit is beautiful and I know we see a lot of unapologetic women on Instagram and stuff but I do know that there's a lot of us who are still in a space of uncertainty, uncertainty and still in the space of really just figuring out who we are and stuff especially in the world who is literally telling us who we are every day especially as a black woman like you know people have all these expectations of you people assume who you are um put people put you in a fucking box so it's a it's up to us to really break out that motherfucker and just stay true to who we are you know so wow i feel really good all right well i guess that's the end of this episode (laughs) um y'all be sure to follow avocado and honey on all social media platforms at avocado and honey also, y'all do know that I sell handmade hair accessories made with love, as well as crystals and cowrie shells. Um, my headpieces are also down. Shout out to everyone who participated in the Black Friday sale, but I still have tons of like lock gems, hair rings. I have some dope ass hair beads with crystals and cowrie shells on them as well. Um, y'all check out the site, which is www.shellmoneys.store and see what we got to offer you. Um, If y'all interested in me, I am a little bit more active um, on Instagram again. I will be coming to TikTok very soon in which all my social media platforms is at underscore smangy. make it real easy to find me but your girl will be getting into that TikTok bag very soon because I'm just like I'm, I'm feeling like myself again like y'all know I was in that weird space for a while but like now I'm really coming and I, I'm feeling good like you know and I just want to create and like again like I'm, I'm so inspired after um, watching the Selena the series and then as well like you know I didn't just leave it at the series like when I watch something if I like it I look he become obsessive. So I had like a whole Selena night <laughs> watching interviews and watching old videos and just out here dancing and stuff. So rest in peace with Selena. I'm sending my love to her family as well as Chris Perez, her husband. Like I'm sending some extra love to him because I know it can't be easy dealing with the loss of your wife um, and her family who don't fuck with you. Like they created this whole series and like literally gave details on your your relationship with selena without even any insight from you or anything so i know that was kind of tough um but um yeah definitely send in love there and also i want to send love to um natalie dizelle Reeves family um sis played mickey and baps so when i did when i used to do the lemonade pick of the week and even on the um the hundredth episode when y'all hear the clapping and she's like that's my girl that's my girl yeah, baby, we baby, got this. We like, got this. that's her, and she was definitely important. Like, Selena, to me, like, you know, seeing someone as voluptuous, as voluptuous as she was, and she spoke my language. Like, you know, BAPS stands for Black American Princess, so for me to see that on there, see this black woman, see this heavier black woman, um, and that talk like I talked, she did the fucking baby hairs, and she did her hair like my aunts and stuff, like, that was representation. And that was, I, I was obsessed with that movie. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen BAPS. Like, Like, I know the words. (laughs) So, um, and then not to mention, sis was in uh, A Stepsister in Cinderella. She was also on Eve. So it's like, I didn't realize how important she was to me in my childhood until, you know, I got the news. So I definitely am grateful that sis, you know, did what she had to do while she was here on earth. I'm I'm glad that she took her love for acting seriously because if she didn't i would have never we would have never gotten her work so definitely gonna send my love over to natalie as well y'all be sure to like subscribe um to the podcast share this episode with the friends. um continue to drink your water so we can grow together Oh, also, y'all, we got two more episodes left for Avocado and Honey for the year. Um, So the last episode will be the 23rd of December. And then after that, I'm going to be gone on a little holiday break. And then I'll be back January 20th. And y'all know I'm going to be a whole new woman because the growth don't stop. But again, I do appreciate y'all for being with me on this journey. I am so grateful for you. I hope y'all have a beautiful day and continue to vibrate higher. In the words of my girl, Layla Delia. Bye. My folk park, my folk park, my folk park, no. My folk my 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 no, no, my no, 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 my My folk puck. Park-